Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to another episode of Do Things Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss, and today I am joined by Jenna Fletcher. You might know Jenna because I keep Instagramming about her amazing earrings. Yours, or this is yours, is or this is yours rather, is a black um, queer-owned business. Jenna, sort of kind of born during quarantine? Yeah, 100%. 100%. And now she has launched this amazing business. She sent me um, a pair of what she calls wobblers, and I'm obsessed with them. You will see her on the Small Business Gift Guide this holiday season. She is a geezer. And Jenna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm truly over the moon. (laughs) I'm so happy to have you. I don't know. Oh, no. You know what? It was. I was like, how did I come across This Is Yours? And it's because we did one of those like call out Instagrams where it was like, drop your favorite small business, tell us what they sell. And you were like, I'm going to plug myself. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I'm obsessed with these. I love now that I live in L.A., I'm really into color. You know, black used to be my thing. And now Mm -hmm. I and now I love a color and I like saying things like, oh, I love the energy in this room. That's new for me. And. I I think this is like one of the most perfect pieces. I'm holding up one of the wobblers right now um, of colorful jewelry because it means I can still wear black, but I can accentuate a black outfit with a yes. like a beautifully colored polymer clay earring. And I love it. Um, congratulations Thank on all the success of your business. You. So tell us a little bit more. You started, I mean, this is kind of the antithesis of like what I feel like we're always talking about on the show, which is like, how do you have a hobby without like opening an Etsy store? And so, but like, you know what I mean? You're like, how do I just Mm -hmm. like have fun? Mm -hmm. And I talked about it on the episode with Ann Shen. I got into resin during quarantine and it was really hard for me to just enjoy it. You know, without being like, should I open an Etsy store and sell resin? Should that be a thing that I do? And I've really, it's been something I've talked about in therapy. I know you go to therapy also. What kind of brought you to, uh, to playing the capitalism game with, uh, this is yours. Um, these are great questions. (laughs) Uh, I want, I want people to know right off the bat and you to know, you know, that I am politically aligned with everything that you're saying. But my brain is bad, yes. <laughs> which led me to this um, business and hobby because I spent most of early quarantine or lockdown, I guess, being like, no one do anything. Don't write a book. Don't look at me. Uh, don't put on clothes. Don't right. shower. Don't like, shower and don't eat a salad. Like we, <laughs> yeah, like we're not working not. out and we're not showering. I, yeah, totally. No, I was like, 
we're not healing. Welcome to Trauma Town. I've been preparing for this my whole life. And we're just going to be very quiet and stay home. Um, but then the crazier part of my brain, uh, the literal crazier part of my brain yes. was like, uh, well, I've been sort of, I've my creative identity has always been for most of my life as like a writer or storyteller and organizer. And I felt very firmly that 2020 and now 2021 really didn't need any poems uh, or essays um, to come out of it. I, like, what is there to say? It's bad. Like, and I knew that there would be a lot of like new, probably newfound poets and I celebrate them. That's, I don't know that I actually celebrate them. I think people should do what feels good, but I was like, oh no, no one needs to be talking about their feelings. It's all feelings all the time. Mm. We're all left with our feelings and mm. they're, they're bad. Yeah. So I was like, I have to have a tactile project or I'll be even more nuts. And I'm a big earring wearer. Like I have a huge collection of giant, like mostly gold and brass earrings. Nice. Um, and I, I sort of like only live in a black sack of varying lengths. Um, also, my I don't people, really wear people. colors at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like to the degree where if I, um, in, in the old world, if I wore a color to the office, people would be like, date or interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'd be like, listen, neither. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to. Trying something new here. <laughs> just trying to, yeah. Um, and so like big, both like hair wraps or like big earrings have sort of been like a way that feels comfortable for me to like play with fun yeah. on my body without having to wear anything other than a black sack, mm-hmm. which I'm very committed to. Um, and so I started making earrings just because it was a fun thing that I wanted to wear. I was like, oh, I'll make earrings for myself. And then I woke up one day and was like, what have I done? And where will I put all these earrings? I don't have the room for these. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, oh no. And I really do a hobby, a new hobby hard, a mania hobby, if you will. Uh, it sort of happened very quickly. Uh, and usually, um, maybe I'll like post a thing or two and if friends are interested, I'll be like, sure, I'm going to sell 25 of thing. Right. But this time I was sort of like, what if I did something and, um, the idea came together really quickly. So I ran with it because it also kind of felt good to have like a secret or like a secret project that I wasn't sort of letting people in on along the way. And I I think it's the only thing like I've written, I've like self-published zines and books and um it's always been a thing where people have known everything the whole way through and this kind of felt nice to just have a thing that felt joyful or fun or cathartic that I got to unveil to the world yeah with fingers crossed and when did this when did you sell your first pair uh via the website and not or like to a stranger and not like this is my my 25 pair drop collection for friends and family yeah um I I, I, that's a great question. And I don't know why I don't know. Cause that seems like a thing I would know. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and this sounds, this sounds like cocky or might have been the first time that I launched the earrings, which was about a year ago today. Um, I, I, I've been involved in Portland's like writing community for a while. Mm-hmm. And so there are sort of like strangers in my life who have enjoyed my creative output before. Sure. Um, so I think some of them probably uh, graced me with their presence on on the first launch that I did. 
um, it happened pretty fast and I was pretty surprised by it. Like it all surprised the hell out of me. It is always so surprising when people who are like not a parent, and I mean that not a P P A R E N T. I mean a mom, um, are, are like really invested in the work that you're doing. Um, and I totally understand what you mean by like internet. I, I honestly feel like I, most of my, I've said this before, like so many of my friends came from the internet, came from like the New York media scene, like Twitter friends turned real friends that at my, my own wedding, my mom was like, is this your Twitter friend? I'm like, mom, we've been like actual friends for like eight years. Like I didn't invite like my Twitter friends that I've never met before to the wedding. Like trust that we have hung out. Um, but yeah, standard. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Like not, they're not that high, but they're like a little off the ground. They're like a sort of off the ground. Yeah, exactly. They count. Exactly. So I get that. And it's, I think that totally counts as strangers because they're not indebted to you in any sort of way. They're interested in you because of your talent and of your work. And they're not, you know, you got, you don't, you're not spending holidays together. Uh, and you've never, you know what I mean? Like you can, yeah. it's like that, that's a stranger. I mean, it might feel I like think a it's a stranger, close stranger. Well, some of them are closer than, you know, like there's a, there's a variance of strangers Either way, I was, it happened fast yeah. and I was surprised. And I was also, I keep joking. It's not really a joke, but like I've been, I've done like live storytelling and like poetry readings for a very long time. And I don't invite people, like people know about them and mm. they can come if they want. But I feel that no one should have to be invited to a poetry reading against their will or feel obligated <laughs> to go to one because what a weird hobby to have where you talk about your feelings in front of strangers for fun. Um, or profit. I don't, it's very strange. <laughs> and so I, I think that there are people in my life, like coworkers or like friends of friends who've wanted to support me creatively, but mm. have been like, I absolutely will not come to hear poetry or storytelling or essays. And so it was very sweet. Cause I think there are people who I was like, I don't think that person likes me at all. And they, like six pairs of earrings later, I'm like, Oh, I think you like me and want to support me, but also won't be caught dead at poetry, which I totally get. So it was a uh, <laughs> what an interesting way of thinking about. It. I totally get that. Like people want to support you. But that I mean that is the nature of those kinds of like friendships or like acquaintances, which is that yeah. like that's what I mean. Like, it, it, like they're not, uh, they don't have to go to your poetry. Like they can support totally. you, but they don't feel like they have to show up. So when they do show up for a thing that you're doing and whether that's jewelry making or just like a different medium that they can help celebrate that's sort of more in line with like their interests, like they jump to support. I think that's cool. Did you do it's like very fun. slam poetry? I, I, it's even funny that I'm calling, that I like called it poetry myself. Cause I, I, frequently if people call me a poet I'm like I'm a writer mm. um because I think poetry has a lot of like connotations that come with it which uh I feel slightly less petty and salty about now than I did like five years ago but right. like I I I fell out of love with slam poetry kind of quickly because um it can be really go figure uh white men can make things bad mm. uh, you don't say you don't say you don't say okay never heard of that know. never heard of that okay yeah it's 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 something new and hot and cool um but I, i'm like a uh, i really like sort of like messiness and vulnerability mm. and i thought that that's what slam poetry was when i was a teen and got into it and then i found out that it's performance which is totally okay but um i sort of gravitated more towards like live storytelling and like things that are a little like 
like performance work, but not performing poems. I don't know how to talk about poetry, which is why I'm not a poet. I'm just a writer. I'm just a person who writes things no, down. No, <laughs> I love that. No, I mean, it's all, but the thing is, is writing is like, uh, and as I also call myself a writer and I've written books, but I have not written one poem, though I wish I could. Though every time I have sat down to write a poem, it is like the worst thing I've ever written. Like, I don't know how people write poetry because I feel like it actually requires you to totally 100% like disconnect everything from yourself and just write. Whereas when I write poetry, it sounds like I'm trying to get a grade. Like, it sounds like I'm trying to get my English teacher to be like, this is amazing, A plus to Caroline. Uh, so I really, I envy that um, because I feel like po- poetry is sort of one of the most vulnerable like mediums of of r- the writing arts that you can sure. do I mean really because it's because the things that resonate the most I think with readers and I'm thinking oh, of yeah. like you know like the Mary Oliver stuff that I've read in the it's like the like mm-hmm. it's just like the 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 deep and the dire and the dirty kind of stuff and I'm like yeah. I could never write that because I would just be constantly wanting an A and I couldn't just like abandon that, that need no, it's very hard. I, and that's why, like, I don't know what a poem is. I, I joke a lot. Like, whenever Drake puts out a new album, he's like, it's a mixtape. It's a piece. It's an experience. He never calls it the same thing twice, which mm. I have a lot of beef. I have a lot of beef with Champagne yeah. Poppy. Yeah. But this is just one small corner of my beef with him. <laughs> but I relate because I'm like, I don't know. It's a it's an essay. It's a experience. It's a story. Yeah. It's a poem. Like, I never, I don't know what to call it. I don't mm. know how to write, like, a in iambic pentameter um but i do know how to talk about my feelings and 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 use metaphors yeah <laughs> so yeah um it's always just sort of been like for, writing has always been a place where i could just be like um i had a really hard time being honest as a kid and so it was a place where i could just be like say exactly what i wanted because there's not a conversation people can try to talk to you about it but it's not really a conversation um and I found slam poetry too structured for that. Like there are rules. It's actually mm. a sport. I don't know if you know that. There's like yes. brackets. Yes. There's, and that's a little overwhelming. It's a lot. So, yeah. I mean, um, the thing is, I w- I think for me, I would gravitate towards that because like I love a rule, and if there's a bracket, then it means I could advance, and it means I could potentially win. And <laughs> I I love all the tweets that are like, I went to therapy today, and she said I was doing amazing, and I won, and I'm the best at therapy. <laughs> And I got an A plus at therapy. Um, I, mm-hmm. I used to spend a lot of, when I first moved to New York, I used to spend a lot of time at the Bowery Poetry Club um, because I wasn't a big drinker. And I was living with this girl who was a real party girl who would like come home from work, eat a bowl of oatmeal, go to bed, wake up at 1230 in the morning, get ready, go out. And I was like, I, tr- I tried to hang for like two weekends. She would do this on weekdays. And I was like, I draw the line. I tried to do this for on like a, <laughs> two Saturday nights. And I was like, I can't get you. Anymore. So I can't, hang. I can't hang. I can't hang. I was like 22. And I was already like living my truth as a 79 year old retiree in Boca Raton. Um, I deeply understand. This. Yeah. It just, and it just actually kind of felt good to be like, wow, no. <laughs> and I'm going to find something else to do. So my friend and I would go to the Bowery Poetry Club and we'd like listen to the slam poetry. And it was so, especially because it's like you're 22 and it's 2009 or 2010 or whenever it was. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, damn, like, wow, feelings. And I remember all these people and a lot of them were women or black women and black men. And right. there were always a sprinkling of white men because they are everywhere. They are just ev- in every space. They cannot Thanks. not be. Um, but there were some really amazing things that I heard. But it made me real like that is not it's it's definitely 
it's its own art form. I mean, there's like a cadence yeah, to the performance and, mm-hmm. and it, sometimes it's kind of comical. And the thing is, is like, you kind of have to buy into the entire experience to yes. enjoy it or else you're like, okay. You're like, okay, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like a lot. You really do. I don't mean <laughs> to besmirch the good name of slam poetry. It has like a storied past. Totally. It's like, there's a lot of beautiful things about it. I also live in Portland, Oregon. And so I, I didn't get to grow up with, um, black women anywhere, basically, yeah, right. you know? Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think it's really dependent. And I, um, I always am like, I would never want to turn I was gonna say I'd never want to turn someone else off of slam poetry. I don't actually know that that's the, my truth, but I people should enjoy. People should like what they like. Is I feel firmly. Yeah. Um, no. Absolutely. And, it's just it's like it's theater. It's a it's a it's it's theater. Yes. It's theater. And I was like a tween who didn't have feel like I had any autonomy or a voice. Mm. And when I found slam poetry, I thought it was like oh it's it's a it's a pure expression of feeling and that was really exciting to me and it is but then when I moved into the into Portland and I could go to more poetry events than just like once a quarter right uh I was like I already heard that poem and they performed it the exact same way that they did last time like I thought I had been duped a little bit because I understood it as like raw emotion and I was like oh this is actually it's it's performance so there's nothing wrong with that but it wasn't what I thought it was and that kind of broke my heart and turned me into a not slam poet oh that's such um, a good point that's such a good point it is almost like hearing a band perform a song like yes it's not very different from time to time no it's not and I live in a city where like the the national slam champion lived here for a long time he's the two-time national slam champion his name is Anish Mushgani and he's a dear friend and he's now he's a dear friend but I came up specifically to hear him sometimes and he'd be competing against like other people who were just you know were just from the crowd which is which is normal and okay but I it just wasn't I was very confused about what it was Mm. and I uh and I yeah I, I think I I it wasn't it doesn't feel like it's for me that doesn't mean it's not for other people. No, 100%. Uh, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I just am remembering that time in my life where I was really into it. Oh, yeah. In a, in a real, like, wannabe way. Like, I could never... And I'm a theater kid. I'm a horse girl. I'm all of those things. And when I saw slam poetry being performed, I was like, damn. Here's the thing that I can say with 100% certainty that I would think I was really good at but was would actually not be that good at but there were I heard some beautiful poems that I still think about like to this day it was yeah. actually like a really nice way to spend time and yeah it's it's a it's a craft it's appreciating absolutely a craft I love musicals they're not for everyone I think it's fun when people spontaneously break into tap I love that I love that for them and I love it for me and I know that she not loves everyone that. loves it I love it she loves it um it's funny that like when not funny, it's interesting that I think when the pandemic hit all of these different ways of, of feeling productive or like the ways that we feel like we contribute to the world no longer seemed adequate or healing or sure. um, I don't know, like you you really have something like like a pandemic uh so i hear um really kind of (laughs) challenges your idea of of how you like move and contribute to the world on like different levels and it's very interesting that you were immediately like i will no longer be doing like this is not how i am going to like 
move into this trauma, this space. So what, how did you get to polymer clay? Like, like, have you made earrings before and you just didn't tell anybody about it? Was this like a brand new thing? Like what happened? Never, ever have I before made an earring. Wow. Um, Yeah. I, I have, I describe myself frequently as, as a a chronic dabbler. Mm. Um, like I love to, well, I was gonna say I love to try a thing, but I do it like secretively and won't tell anyone because I hate being a beginner at something. Mm. Um, but I do love, uh, there's sort of like a ongoing joke about one of my most essential personality flaws is that often I'll see something and be like, I could do that. Uh, even if it's like, and to be clear, I'm not like I could do that now, you know, right. but I'm like, Oh, I'm watching, I'm watching, uh, a dancer who's trained their whole life. And I'm like, I think if I try hard enough, I could do something like that. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, you're like, give me two weeks and I'll see you guys out there. Uh, I'm exactly the same. And then do you get really pissed when you're not good at it immediately? Yes. And so often I just don't try things, but sure. I'm just sort of like, am I head, like, well, I could do that, but I know I could, I know I could um, do contemporary <laughs> dance. I can't even like walk down my stairs without like falling. Yes, totally. Like, I don't know who I think I am, but so much of the rest of my personality isn't very confident that I just sort of like let whoever that version of me is live in my head. Like, okay, that's nice. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's so many things I'm not good at. I'm not very coordinate. Like there's so many things I'm not good at, but I've always been like a pretty crafty person. Mm. Um, like I've always like, I see now we're going to get, it's going to get a little woo woo perhaps. No, but, I'm in LA now. Um, I, I love woo woo now. I'm very into it. Well, blessings, tell me about your blessings aura. upon both of us. Yes, exactly. I love the color in this room. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> um, I, I, have always um, considered myself more of a like photographer than a writer. Like even as writing as a practice, like my, my aim is to just like capture a moment as much as I can. And, and like, I often describe pieces of writing as like um, a photograph I couldn't take. Um, I'm just sort of like, That's so even poetic, though I understand. Jenna. <laughs> I mean, like really, like even just to spit that out in like an explanation of like, Wow. Okay. 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 All right. No, continue. I'm just, I'm stopping you to say you just got an A plus in my class. Okay. I love that. Thank you so much. (laughs) It's all I wanted. And now I'm actually busy. I got to go now. So you won. um, Thank thank you guys so so much much for listening. Okay, sorry, I cut you off to be like, wow, wow. I love that though. Okay. All right. So, okay. Yes. Continue. Continue. And so I've always, and I've always dabbled in like a lot of creative mediums. I was yeah. a really crafty kid. I was in, I did a lot of art things. I thought I wanted to go to art school until I found out they still made you do math. And then I was like, absolutely not. That Bullshit. won't be working for me. I thought I was <laughs> off the hook. Um, and, uh, and there's been, and I've always been like, a lot of my friends are super creative or, or artists in their own right. And so um, I think I've always had like, I think, I think very visually, creatively. Um, and I'm a really visual person and I have like a, like I'm a Taurus. And so like people, even though my home is covered in laundry right now, it's usually pretty cute. Mm. And like, I, I think I have a strong like visual aesthetic. And so um, even though I don't do like a, a visual art medium any like for, consistently, um, I think I have a lot of ideas usually that I, that I, that are floating around my design brain. So I'd never made earrings before, but I wear a lot of 
really giant weird ones yeah. a very big collection and um it just felt like it was like oh that's something I know and that's something that like I can make for myself and I um polymer clay I've I've been interested in ceramics before and I've like played around with some ceramics it's a whole thing though it's like not accessible at all it's and really hard. um you're covered in like silica yeah, and you're like and you have to go and like somewhere dirty. else and like th- and it's under your nails you and I'm like dirty. I don't know for a cup I could just go buy a cup that's how I feel yes exactly exactly <laughs> I don't like it at all and so I was like okay well sir, like what you, you know polymer clay clay earrings polymer clay earrings sort of like I started seeing them a lot on the internet and I was like, Oh, polymer clay. That's right. It's like, you make that in your oven. Um, and so I was like, well, this is an easy craft to get into because it's, it's fairly, the materials are cheap. And so it felt like a good pandemic hobby to have Mm. where it was like, cool, I don't have to invest a ton into this. I can play around. I'll make a dummy ring and it'll be fine. And then my perfectionist brain sort of like went into hyperdrive because I only use it once a quarter. Like it's in there and it's yelling at me all the time, but I'm not making things perfect. Most of the time it's just, it's just, in there um bossing me around and um I I found like a lot of late nights where I'd be up all night trying to like make a piece look better or like learn how to not be annoyed by something that I made with my hands because I was trying trying I was bad at new thing um and then I became pretty delighted by it because it is really accessible like there's a lot of work that goes into um making earrings or making things out of polymer clay look decent um there's like a lot of weird rules and it's very finicky which I can relate to as a human person um but also some of my favorite things on the internet are things where like like 60 year old women have been making things out of polymer clay for a very long time Mm. and they're making like weird brooches and weird beads and they have a lot of techniques they have a wealth of knowledge and their websites are horrible to look at because 1998 because absolutely (laughs) and a lot of people I think skip over them because they're like this website is hard to navigate which I can relate to Mm. but I'm like these these witchy women have been doing this since the dawn of time and they have they have wisdom to share with us if we'll only scroll down this 24 page long page <laughs> with yeah. like green font on a on a tiled background. And that's like, our work. Only... That's the millennials work. We're like, we're like, we're really putting yes. in the work and the work literally means just like you have to read a few pages of Comic Sans font. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's in papyrus and right. I will papyrus work my way through forever. it. Oh my God. The crunchiest <laughs> you know? of all fonts. Um, Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. And so I, I, I was really delighted by like, oh, there's all this information. I don't think people are using it because they don't take like older women seriously. And mm. I like love, like, I'm like, all hail the Mary Olivers and the and the old clay makers like you know if if not them who who came before us if not if not kooky old ladies and I feel I'm an aspiring kooky old lady I feel like I've been a kooky old lady for most of my childhood and I'm just waiting to sort of like catch up Mm. um so yeah I was really uh sort of charmed by how much you can do with polymer clay how people see it as like crafty and sort of like a throwaway craft that you throw at a, a kid you can actually make like a uh, it's a really accessible medium and I find that really beautiful um, because there are so many artistic mediums that like are in essence should be accessible. It should be for everyone, but there yeah. are so many things where it's like, well, you now have to pay a rent to a ceramic studio, which yes. is fine, but it's just not, not everyone can do that. And yeah. I don't have the patience often to do stuff like that. Even if I have the, the, the 
capital or the funds, sometimes I'm just like, oh, it's a whole thing. There's a membership involved. I have to leave Absolutely my not. house. Yeah, no. I, I, and I, exactly. I'm with you on that. Um, too many rules also throw me because not only am I like you, a mania hobby person, I also don't believe I need to read rules. This has come into play when I bought a sewing machine and was upset that I couldn't immediately <laughs> sew my own clothes and also refuse to read how to thread a bobbin on the sewing machine. This is me. Well, why I would own you? It. Right. Exactly. Why would I? If I don't inherently know, then I guess I just can't. And that is... I own it. That is exactly who I am. Uh, I think it's charming. Other people probably don't, but I'm really the only one who has to live with myself in the room with the sewing machine that I bought with my own money Absolutely. that I'm not using because I'm not immediately good at it. Um, but I think that it's wonderful to know that our boomer, our boomer brethren are uh, mm -hmm. really holding up um, kind of like, you know, polymer clay is extreme art teacher vibes, like uh, 1990s art yes. teacher vibes. Um, Yep. So I'm interested in hearing before we move on to, I cannot wait to see what you brought here, what you brought. I would love to know the best uh, trick or tip or um, I, I guess like way of doing things that you learned from a kooky website in papyrus font. Sure. Oh, wow. Or technique. Yeah. Whatever. Something that you were like, oh, you read it, yeah. and you were like, Oh, damn. Okay. And then you uh, applied it to your own work. Okay. Uh, this thing happens, and I can relate to this from childhood, too. Uh, there's, a, there's a through line uh, where you're, like, in elementary school, and they tell you, like, red and blue make purple. And you're like, got it. Cool. And then you mix the red and blue paint together, and it makes mud. And you're like, but you just told me. Um, <laughs> They make purple, and why is this why mud? Why are you lying? And it's very frustrating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I was an artsy kid, and so, like, I'm really interested in color theory, and it, it, it applies in the clay world because, like, like anything other than sort of, like, theoretical color, um, a pr true primary color is really hard to come by, like, in a medium, whether it's, like, paint or, um, or clay, and they make a lot of clay colors. Like you can buy most colors, but I wanted to buy primaries and mix my own colors. Um, and there aren't a lot of true primaries in any of the clay brands. And so you have to come up with sort of like in an analogous that is closest. And so I, I do mix all of my own colors and I have color recipes for most of what I do, which is like nerdy and next level. And you shouldn't, I think a lot of people, I think it's beautiful and fun and cathartic to smash the clay together and to do the things. And I think other people are like, what's wrong with you? You're adding time to your. Sure. It's to, like people who yeah, like I'm to like, cook versus people who like to microwave. And I'm the latter. Yeah. I guess. can't relate. You're so right. <laughs> uh, yeah, to the, yeah, to the cooking. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I, I like found a very long post that was this like this woman, I think, I don't remember which resource this was and that's, that's okay. bad, but if, I'm going to find it and I'm going it, to tell you. Yeah. If you find it, just share it with me and I can share it with everyone else. Yeah. I will. No worries. And sort of this, like, I love a, I love a murder board. I love a crazy map. I love a, I love a wild chart. And it was a wild chart that was sort of like, here's the closest of all the clay browns. Like here are the ones that are closest to true red or like true cyan. Um, and it was like very lengthy. And it was also the sort of thing where I was like, you didn't need to tell us about your process. You could have just told us about the outcome, but you're committed to the craft and yeah. like experimenting and trying. And so, so 
she had sort of laid out like, okay, this is the closest you can get to like magenta. Um, but there's one that leans a little bit orange and one that or like leans a little bit blue. And mm. so if you want to get a purple, like that is a true purple, you have to use the the blue leaning red instead of the orange leaning red, because if you lean orange, then you've mixed yellow and then you've mixed all three primaries and you're getting mud. Right. Like, so I work on a double primary system, one that is like warm leaning and one that is cool leaning. And then um, there are like a lot of tricks that kind of trickle down from there about sort of like making a color less saturated or like making it a little like murky or dusty. And I don't think a lot of people know or care to know that they're just frustrated. They're like, I don't know when I put that in here, it gets gross again and then I can't use it. Yeah. Um, but I like control. And so oh. this like wild mind map from this, from this woman who was like primo, primo souffle is actually a little bit bluer than a little, you know, like this wild wow. map. And that's like the base, the, the building blocks of most art is like color theory. Yeah. Um, and, and now I like really you know, I really know what I'm doing with color theory and clay. And that's really fun. And it's definitely something that I wouldn't have done. I would have just been frustrated about forever and screeching about it on the internet. Yes. So that is so cool. And it also kind of makes some, something make sense to me, which is that in the beginning of our conversation, as we were talking and as we've been talking via DM, I'm like, I'm a Sagittarius. Like she must be a fire sign. We are both like, we have, ex we are both bringing extremely chaotic energy to the table, but like fun, chaotic energy. It's like, it's a good yeah. mesh. I told when we were scheduling our episode, we had an autocrack situation where I told Jenna that tomorrow we would be embalming and not recording. And I just left it there for like five minutes before I was like, okay, weird. Hold on. Um, and you told me you're a Taurus. I loved it so much. Yeah, it was, it honestly made a lot of sense at the time. Um, but you told me you're a Taurus and I'm like, as you're telling the story, I'm trying to figure, I'm like, wow, like a Taurus, like I would not have picked that up. But now that you're telling me about how committed you are to the control of the colors, I'm like, okay, this is where we differ because I would still be smashing clay being like, it's still brown. It's still brown. I'm returning it. This clay is broken. And you actually like went and found... The Reese. I'm like, they sold me bad clay. It's been, it's expired. Um, and I would never Clay's broken. Yeah. This is broken. I would never <laughs> even think to try to even Google, uh, any Cause if it's not, if I didn't do it perfectly the first time, then that means no one ever has. Uh, so it would, it, it, the Taurus in you is the person who committed to color theory and even saying I work yep. on two prime on two, what did you call it? The two primary? A double primary system. A double primary system is extremely Taurus. And now I understand. That is very wonderful. So tell me, like, if we're looking at the earrings you sent me, which I love, the wobblers, is there, uh, can you tell me, like, wit in the in this red, which is kind of, I feel like it's like, an, mm -hmm. it's a rusted sort of brick red. What did you have to mm -hmm. use? What do you have to use to create that red? Do you remember? Um. Yeah, well, because it's because it's red, it's based off of primary. So I have like a, but it's like a very cherry brick red or like less brick. It's more cherry, okay. I guess. Um, that is like the primary color. So that was probably like probably muted a little bit by adding both other primaries um, because one or the other would would make it oranger or or purpler, like uh, like raspberry perhaps so I think there's probably both both a little bit of yellow and a little bit of uh, blue being added there but the wobbles are also um 
they don't work on, I don't use recipes for those ones in specific because those are all made from remnant clay, um, which is why they're oh. random colors. Um, it was like a sustainable way for me to get rid of like, after I've done a color mix and have leftovers, I was like, oh, I'll make mismatching earrings. And that's sort of the oh, fun I of them is that you never, that. they're always around the same colors or the same like color story that way people kind of know what to expect but they are always a random color because because there's no recipes involved oh my god we love a sustainable businesswoman um and my last question before we get into because I'm yeah. just feeling so just thinking about my resin collection thinking about how I couldn't just spend $25 make one resin thing and see how I liked it. No, I had to immediately <laughs> spend like $500. And mm-hmm. then my husband was like, mm-hmm. I'm, I totally support this, but like, what, why do we have all this resin stuff in the house? And like, what, like how many, like resin I, is next level. It's, it's so much fun. I talked about it with Anne a little bit on the show um, last week. And what I just said was just like, after a while, it's like, there are only so many, like, molds you can make like how many coasters does one gal need so I'm wondering when you decided like okay I'm gonna buy some clay I'm gonna do some things with my hands what was the initial investment and how quickly did it snowball into like and now I'm going to like stock my house and we're starting a business like what what are we talking about in terms of timeline I think um I don't think I think business idea took a little bit of time because I was like, I'm like, I'll throw a bunch of money into a craft that no one's going to see. That's fine. I'm just a crazy person. Sure, like, I was course. like, so I think it snowballed very quickly. And then I started having to justify, I was like, I'll start business, which is why I just <laughs> evaded a very specific pasta maker from like the eighties and made the person check the stamp on the bottom of it. Because I know the blades are a different material. That's going to be better for the clay, which is also something I probably learned from like one of our clay elders. You guys see um, my jaw. It is on the floor. Another thing that I would not look into. I'd be like, this pasta maker is broken. And so is the clay. Uh, I love, well, I'm, I'm a tourist. I'm kind of a know-it-all. I love to know all the yes. things, even if I'm not applying them, but like, I love a deep internet K-hole. You love I a love research moment. Yes, things. exactly. Oh, I I, I hear I you. Yeah. I and see it, you. I get it. I get it. And and my day job is content strategy. So I do a lot of sort of like deep research and stuff anyways. Mm. It's very in my brain. It's very, it's very in my lane. And so I think the initial investment, like the initial, initial investment was probably like $25, right? Nice. Like I bought some hunks of clay and was like, how hard could it be? And then I was like, this is hard. Yeah. Right. Why are there fingerprints and like nail marks and stuff in, in my clay? Yeah. Like what? is happening and then um pretty quickly it became like way too much money like (laughs) like I bought every tool yes um I went really hard and and that still was in a space where I was like this is like I wasn't conceptualizing it as other people for for that yet I was just like unhinged I was just full I was just Mm. like well I'm inside I live alone uh I I went through like a pretty nasty breakup right before lockdown Mm. so I was just like well I guess it's me and the clay in this house and we're gonna do some stuff and (laughs) then mania hobby I mean it's really there's no better term for it that is what it is yeah yeah it's what and yeah and so I think it snowballed pretty quickly and then I I I actually didn't make a pair of wearable earrings for like a couple weeks because I was so frustrated by like the fit like how do I get rid of that how do I do that better like there was a lot of like pieces and ideas but like I was I think I was probably too afraid to make an actual earring because I was like it's not gonna look good because I still can't figure out why 
I'm getting a bubble in the clay. So I got to figure that out first. So I had a lot of like weird shards of stuff. Mm. And then I made a pair of earrings and I was actually like, I impressed myself. I was like, oh, those aren't bad. Like those are cute. And I would feel okay about wearing them. And I'd feel okay about someone seeing them. And I know I can do better, but like these are already decent. And that's that's when I call her my chief friend officer. She's my, my best friend and, and coworker <laughs> and her name is Haley. And she's, um, she's like the only person who knew what was going on. Wow. She's the only person I sent pictures to. And she's the kind of friend who will like zoom into an image and be like, what's that? And that corner. How'd <laughs> okay, you do wait, that? What's like, Haley's want, sign? What's Haley's sign? Also a Taurus? <laughs> <laughs> no, Haley is a Pisces mm. and, the, and her chart is literally all water often we're like she's all water I'm so sorry she my friend she's all water please excuse my friend she's all water um but I like I'm a Taurus I have a Leo rising so that's why you're getting a little bit okay. of like I'm also a Leo rising spice. I think that that's where the chaos is okay. for us that, that that's, that's where the chaos, chaos is absolutely from it's the only fire in my chart and oh, it's, okay. it haunts me and especially recently I feel like I'm really leaning into it I love it um and but but then I have like four signs all in cancer in like the 12th house, which is just like sad, emotions, weird emotions. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so her and I really see eye to eye because she's she's all water. I and I that. am um, sort of I'm sort of pretending like I'm not, but I'm, <laughs> I'm deeply, deeply watery. When yeah. did uh, when did Haley give the stamp of approval? Pretty early on. She's a great hype person. Like she is, uh, she's, she's the best, you know, she's like truly any image I sent, she'd see like half of a tool in a picture and be like, what do you use that for? And show me immediately. Oh, wow. And I love it. And I want four. Like, just, yeah, yeah. Oh, we all need a Haley. Like, you're like, I'm not gonna, we all need a Haley. Oh. She's the kind of person where like, maybe in other friendships, you'd be like, I'm only going to talk about this for five minutes because it's not your craft and you probably don't care about it. And Haley is like, tell me everything. Yeah about the wow, clay that's so great um like I sent her a lot of weird screenshots of clay internet and she's like she's in on the lore she loves it she's she so she she's truly chief friend officer oh, that's great I love that the CFO the CFO is Haley um okay well we're gonna get into the item that you brought which I am very excited about but I want to make a note and I will remind you guys at the end of the episode and in the show notes and on Instagram that you are listening to this and we are nearing the end of September. The holidays are coming and Jenna is one person. This is not a order your wobble earrings on December 19th for Christmas Day delivery. Go check out This Is Yours and what you're going to do is you are going to go holiday shopping now. Give Jenna a little bit of time. This is not her full-time job. You are going to do it now, I know that might seem foreign to some people. Actually, I don't know what I'm saying. This is a big crowd of shoppers. All these people start holiday shopping in like June. But if you are, if you know that you are a late last minute shopper, and if you know that you love these earrings and that you know people who will love these earrings, order them now. There is no, They don't take up a lot of space. This is not like a lot of real estate in your house. Tuck them away in a, in a closet or your drawer bring them back out in December and wrap them. But please, we support this business, but we also have to understand this is one person. And I assume she's going to get a bunch of orders from this episode. Give this Taurus time. She loves control. Like we want to show up for you in this way, Jenna. Okay. I am pumped about this item because it is a perfect continuation of our episode last week with Ann Shen. 
not planned at all. And when you showed it to me and you said, do you think this works? I basically screamed. So if you remember from last week's episode, Anne talked about how the immersion blender is haunting her, but that she already has a Vitamix and she makes a smoothie every day and she can do lots of things in the Vitamix because the Vitamix is like the $500 blender and like, what can't you do in a Vitamix? Like, can you live in there? I would like to try it. And so she keeps being like, add immersion blender to cart she keeps going on what she calls soup tiktok and she's like i need an immersion blender because everyone on soup tiktok has an immersion blender but i also know i can use the vitamix and i don't need one more thing in my kitchen so we made the case last week for kind of like if you already have the really you know primo blender you don't really need the immersion blender and now jenna has come bearing her what I thought was a dildo at first, but is isn't actually an immersion blend. You held it up and I was like, okay, no, we could do it. We could do it. <laughs> <laughs> you brought the immersion blender. That is your item. I did. I did. It is, it is my item. And honestly, it would be more on brand if it were a dildo, probably. <laughs> like I am not, I'm not like a, I'm not a kitchen witch. Like I don't really know what I'm doing. I mostly eat like cheese boards hey, at home. Like totally. I'm not, you know, um, and 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 yet and I tried to think even I was like okay if I were even being a little performative like what would I bring that would be slightly <laughs> more me and I couldn't even come up with a thing I was just like it's always been the immersion blender oh. I've, I've known since before I started <laughs> the secreting you into being my friend uh you know <laughs> you came prepared like, no I'm I'm very pumped and I live in a house with an immersion blender lover he loves to immersion blend. Ally. He's an ally. Right, he's an ally. And I'm sorry to say he is a white man, but he is an ally on the immersion blender front. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now, I learned how to use it like years after we had it. It seems a little scary. Okay. It's like, mm, it's mm, terrifying. Mm. But if you're yeah. not a kitchen witch, why are you so committed to the, like what where where does the story of you and the immersion blender begin? You know, where did where did well, that gonna, start? Let me lay down. Yeah, please. We're going to patch in my therapist and I'm going <laughs> to lay down and we'll get started. Please, please. Please. Um, well, I had, uh, my former partner who is my best friend now. So she's invoked often in my life. Uh, and we were, we were together for a very long time and she sort of is a kitchen witch. She's a domestic, a domestic goddess, uh, really like really good at most functional things. And I'm sort of good at anything that is not actually that useful in a home. Great. I'm like, um, I can make sure all the plants look great, but it's like, we don't have any silverware. And I'm like, that's fine. The plants look great. <laughs> you're like, but have you seen uh, you know? the plants? <laughs> She's like, I would love exactly. a fork. Yes. And you're like the plants. Okay. Got it. Totally yes. relating. Yes. This and far. She, she, you know, she like was, she was raised LDS. And so she had been raised for most of her life thinking that she would be like a super mom forever. Mm. And then she left the faith and was still left with all of her, her home home building and child rearing skills, but was like, I actually don't want to use any of those in real life. So she just 
parented our household by sort of like having a bunch of gadgets and, and like kitchen things. And we got together when I was, we, I was pretty young. I think I was 22 when we started dating. And I was like, I don't have pots and pans. Like, why would I have pots and pans? Yeah, I, I don't know I have, her. Like, four Tupperwares. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And they yeah. came from like the Chinese takeout place. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to think I was like, you know, slightly less garbage than I imagined I was. But I think conjoining our homes, we found out like, oh no, when we moved in together, <laughs> the, it was like, the jig is we up. don't have yeah. useful things. Yeah. And she had all of the kitchen stuff and I had like too much of any other kind of furniture. Like, why do you have so many Ottomans? I don't know. Uh, because I'm a Taurus. I look for lounge around, yeah, right. but I don't know how to, I don't know how to feed myself though. Sure. So for a very long time, uh, like we were together for almost six years and she was like, the, the kitchen was her domain. Mm. Um, and we had like, I'm sure we had like 10 blenders and I never tried to use any of them. Um, but I'm like, you know, executive function is hard. And uh, like, a, you're telling me when, when we broke up and when I moved, when I started living by myself, which I was really excited about in a lot of ways too. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we're going to rebuild a little, a little life here. What's mm-hmm. that like for me? Mm-hmm. I was like, you're telling me order to like have another mania hobby of like bang or like like whatever kitchen mania hobbies you might have i need to have like a blender and a hand mixer and like a stand mixer maybe (laughs) like it's too much right it's too much and i the idea of cleaning all of those things like i am a i think i'm a smart and capable person and i understand that you unattach everything and then you give it a good cleaning that's a lot of what that's a lot of work absolutely not no yeah no 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 hate it but I'm also a not strong person and so having like a hand whisk and like it just I was like this isn't you know you can't uh you can't cream the milk and the 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 egg and the butter the milk and I I don't even know I think it's the butter and the sugar yeah I think that's what you cream that sounds right to me and it but it's and it's like trying to make it but they're like so strict about it it's like you can't just like mix it it's like oh you have to do like a level five on the mixer and you're like Okay. Yes. You're like, can I use a plant? Like Cause I covered. don't even have a fork. Right. I get exactly. it. Exactly. Like I like we covered Taurus. And so I'm like, surely I can use my fury. Right. To cream. To cream <laughs> they need things. mixer for can't. everyone else. But for me, actually what they're saying is whatever you want. <laughs> right. It'll be fine. I'll overcome this. Yeah. You can't <laughs> overcome it. You simply can't. You can't. And so I was like, well, I'm a person, like, I love a functional item. Like, I love not taking up a lot of space. I love, like, a smart tool. Um, and it, I, I'm sure I saw, like, some listicle or, like, something on the internet that was, like, did you know that you could use a hand, like, an immersion blender as, like, a blender blender? Like, you can make a smoothie with a hand blender. And yeah. I was like, okay, all right, all right. And I'm pretty, I actually think that we might have had an immersion blender prior uh prior to our breakup, but like, I wouldn't have touched it. Right. I wouldn't have course. gone here. I probably made a dildo joke about it and moved along, <laughs> moved along. It's literally a um, stick with blades. Like it's not inviting. I, I honestly, no, it's not inviting. And it feels somehow both like deeply related to the magic wand and also the actual opposite <laughs> of the magic wand. You know, somehow they're like, they're like, you know, two houses alike in dignity, but yeah. like you know, they don't, they're not. That's they're right. Not the yeah. Same. Please don't mix. Don't store your magic wand and your immersion blender no. in the same no. place. Please, no. please, no. please, please. I beg you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, I was like nearly 30 out on my own trying to be a, a, a person after like, you know, having like a very like 
my kitchen was settled for years. And yeah. all of a sudden I was fit into a world where I was like, I have to do things. And if I want to look like an adult, I have to like kind of pretend like make a good show of it at least. Um, and, it, and it dawned on me. And then I did a bunch of research because I'm me. So oh, I was like, what else can you. I do with immersion blender? Yeah. It's like, oh, soup. soup. Well, I probably will never make a soup. But if I, if it should happen to me, I could. <laughs> and, and, you know, like blender is so much space. And I don't want one on the counter. Right. I didn't have a lot of storage because I lived in a tiny place. Right. So Immersion Blender really excited me in, in theory. But I was like, it's going to get here and it's not going to be – it's not going to work. Like, it's probably not going to work for me. Right. But it really does do most of the things that a, a basic kitchen witch in training mm. might need to pretend like she is um, an evolved human woman. Do you remember what the first thing you made was with it? I'm absolutely positive that it was like waffles waffles like you like put all like of the, the the ingredients into a thing and then yeah I mean yeah, that would work yeah yeah I'm pretty sure it was like not I could I, I could do waffles without but I was like oh you can make the batter really easily without yeah. um and also the the specific one that I bought is um is the KitchenAid immersion blender and mine came with like a million attachments Mm. um one of which is like a giant pitcher it's like a it's like a blender container it has a hole at the top and you can put the you know the immersion blender into it but it's like it's probably only like 32 ounces oh okay um and so you can blend right in it and then pour out of pour out of the the pitcher and it Mm. also came with like a tiny one for like basically for like uh See, now I'm like a kitchen word. I don't know what it is. <laughs> when you chop something very finely. Oh, like a um, food uh, processor. A food processor. Yeah. Yeah. It also came with like a shallow, tiny one that Ooh. you can do food processing in. So I was like, okay, we've covered a lot of ground here. I have a tool and it will probably work for yeah. one of these recipes yeah. that you're asking me to do. Yeah, it's it's very good. The one the way that I was introduced to the immersion blender, which usually costs what between like forty dollars and ninety dollars, depending. Yeah, I'd say I probably spent forty five dollars max yeah. on this. Yeah, and it's also a thing you can find on eBay. Like they're everywhere. Totally. Like everyone, you can find it at a tag sale. Like ev- there's immersion blenders in the world. It's great. If honestly, if you're making your own like tomato sauce or whatever, which is a thing that like my husband well, cause my husband is the chef and I am the eater and uh, mm-hmm. we both know our roles and I say, wow, you're such a good cook. And it just keeps getting me more meals, which is excellent. Um, but sometimes I'm I in charge of like, sometimes I'm given a task and mm-hmm. <clears throat> I do try to employ what Paris Hilton taught me in a simple, uh, in a simple life, um, in 2006, which is when someone tells you, to, when someone gives you a task to do, you should do it wrong. And then they'll never ask you to do it again. So I, Amen. <laughs> right. I really should have, but, um, you put the immersion blender into like a, like a whole, uh, like whole peeled tomato can, and then it'll make like a smooth tomato sauce. And oh, then you can just add it yeah. to your pot and all your stuff. And it, it does feel like, wow, like, oh, am I a five-star chef? Yeah, I guess I am. It's, it's, yes. it's very like fancy feeling more so than a blender very, or a mixer. Yeah. I totally agree. It has the same level of danger, like of like, 
forgetting to put the little cap on the blender and like things could go everywhere. Yes. Like things could, you're working hard for whatever you're making. It could get messy. We don't know what's going to happen. And then it also has sort of like a light butter churning motion that you're making, yes. which feels like, yes, I'm an artisan. I'm, I'm cooking a meal for myself. Right. And it's like, Jenna, those are, wa- that's a waffle mix. Right. And I'm like, I am cooking a yeah. meal for myself <laughs> You're looking right. I am a chef. <laughs> oh, you're a home cook. Let no, I am a rest. chef. Yeah. You're like, I am a chef. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like move over. Guy Fieri, I'm coming for your empire. It is lightly, <laughs> yes, it is lightly terrifying. It does feel like work, but the cleanup is really easy. So easy. which is like the perfect. Yeah, it's perfect, and um, it and takes up no counter space. To, uh, it's just this little stick. Zero. You can put it. Yeah, yeah, and there's like I said, mine came with like a bunch of attachments, which I was like, wow, yeah, wow. I am, I'm like of not only am I evolved but I'm even evolving past that like right. I was like oh the places will go me and <laughs> instant blender it's mostly been employed to make like smoothies in my life yeah um which was sort of like something I had just given up on because like not only do you need a blender often but you need like a a blender that's not gonna like ruin your life because I'm a person who never puts enough liquid with the frozen berries or yep. whatever it is yes. I have I have liquid problems, you know? And so I I really, I honestly uh, really do. Yeah. It's it's complicated. And so, yeah, like I, the thing that I thought it would be hardest for, I was like, surely we're, we're going to put the stick blender on top of the frozen raspberries. Yeah. It's not going to go well. It really, it really can be a friend to you. I am just so impressed to be, you know, not only learning that there are different ways I could be using my immersion blender, but just to be talking to somebody who is, you know, a writer and an artist and a, and a chef, you know, it's like you really rarely, you really rarely find that triple threat. And Jenna, I feel that we have found it in you. I have one last question before we wrap up our episode. Although I feel like we could just talk for like 24 hours straight and there would be an endless, I mean, this is just the beginning of you and I, but here's my question. This is where I always get tripped up. I get tripped up with vacuums and mixers. They come with lots of attachments. Where do you fucking store the attachments? Where are you putting the fucking attachments for me? I just shove them somewhere and then I forget they exist. So I'm excited by the idea of attachments, but I don't have, I don't know what to do with them, where to put them so that they're emotionally emotionally and physically. I don't have room. (laughs) I don't have room in my heart or in my cabinets. So where are you putting the immersion blender attachments that you are so excited about? I'm so excited about. Yeah. Now this will unveil a, an additional level of unhinged in my life. Cannot I cannot wait. I um, was hoping. But, I was hoping. But here we are. <laughs> here we are. So when I got this immersion blender, it came in like a hard case, like a hard plastic mm, case with okay. like all the attachments. It like a toolbox. Uh huh. Which again, I was rebuilding my life, so I was like, yes, that's right. Like I've got, I've, <laughs> I've gotten a, a power tool. Yes. Uh, sure. You know, and I'm queer, so it was like perfect great I'm evolving I'm it's perfect um so for a long time I would tuck each of the attachments back into their respective homes um which is like don't probably shouldn't need to do that and and it was just sort of like on a on a shelf and I would like take it down and, and take the thing out and put it back in um but that that ended uh you know so I'm sure with another kind of mania. I'm mm-hmm. sure the earrings came and I was like, I simply couldn't put one of these back in their homes anymore. What will I do now? Uh, there are only and, so many and, hours in a day. I understand. I understand. I have so many minions. Yes. You get, well, I understand I the so idea of getting a shinier, newer toy and then you become mm-hmm. less precious 
about, yes, you know, and, yes. it's, it's and it's shiner- to say, yeah, it's not to say you don't care anymore, but we all like, I don't know. There've been pairs of shoes where like, after I wear them, I put them back in the shoe box and I tuck them onto the, yes. into the, and then it's like, Oh, then I just kick them off in the hallway and like, let my dog eat them. And it's yep. like, there's a, there's a changeover. There's a, there's a station mm-hmm. change. So I understand. So when the immersion thunder think- became more of like a thing, you were like, yes, I was like, it's time. Okay, we just have to be be natural, Jenna. Like, just be normal. It's fine. We we put them in a drawer because be we cool, use be the cool, immersion be blender cool, sometimes cool. To, to feed ourselves vegetables. Yes, it's fine. We made a meal, and so now it's sort of relegated to in like my in like my mother's house. What would have been a drawer full of terrifying looking tools that were never ever used. Yeah. Like it's the lowest of all of my kitchen drawers, mm. and it's sort of like there's also a mandolin in there. And how many times have I used the mandolin? no way to know it's, a I, it's possible yeah I, there's no way to know it it really does scare me um it could but, be so a million sort of like, it could be zero who who could say could who could say who i'm could unwilling say. to divulge yeah, I'm unwilling to share. um um yeah and so it sort of lives in like a yeah in a in a drawer uh with like some weird other attachments for like my, my smart pot. I want my rice cooker. Okay. So you basically Uh, have the attachment drawer. I I guess so. Okay. I can, I can appreciate that. I don't even, mine are just like wherever. And maybe I need to, maybe I need to change. Maybe it's time to, I don't know. I have therapy later and and I'm going to be talking about this. I'm going to be bringing it up. I, if you if you need to dial me and my therapist, I'm pretty sure we had this conversation once <laughs> yeah, too. So gonna, I'm gonna try to find my notes for you. Yeah, we're gonna we'll wait. Just... we're gonna zoom in. We're gonna kind of just do a little recon. Um, I pay her enough; she can listen to me about literal yeah. attachment therapy. I am. Uh, oh no! <laughs> you're like gotta oh, no. go. Goodbye. <laughs> um, I'm no. I think it's like I was just thinking while you were talking about it. It's like maybe there. I'm very big on to, into. I I both hate it and love it, and I'm just so am, am, amused by it. Um, restock TikTok where people uh put things in other things. And I'm like, shit, yes. I don't, I understand that these people think that that's an entire personality. And I understand like really maybe, it, yeah, they're like, got to put my go-gurts in this like plastic bin. And then I put them on two things sometimes. And, and it's most like, people, why do you have go-gurts to begin with? Yeah. Like why like, do you have go I mean like bless a go-gurt, but like, please just sure. throw them in the box that they came in, in your fridge somewhere like a normal person. And then, you know, as they dwindle down to like one Gert left keep them in the box take up all that room but they're always like restocking yes and I find myself often like being like what is the use case who is this person like we're talking we're talking like free flow and laundry liquids and also go gurts and also baby bells. Yeah. And all, like, I'm like, who? Yeah. I mean, I eat like a mad woman. And so I'm not, no judgment, but I am, I often am unwell and too unwell to watch restock TikTok because I'm like, who is this woman? Yeah. Why, what are, why these items? I mostly get mad. You know? Right. I'm like, why does your refrigerator at home look like the Google office from like 2012? It's like, it's like, you know power bars and like individual cups of yogurt and like little baby bell cheeses yeah why do you have so much cheese like I'm happy for you but also weird you know it's weird um and they're always like (laughs) putting their grapes that come in its own box into another box 
that's like plastic. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of packaging, a lot of it like, is it, bad for the earth, bad for the earth. Which, but on it's like sort of it it parades itself like it's not because it's like I'm putting it into a glass thing, but it's like but it came in other things. <laughs> yeah, it came in like a plastic so, thing. So like, what's happening? Yeah, they haven't like made that step to be like. You know, there are the like waste free stores that you could be going to. It's all about aesthetics. I get it. I think on like some of my worst days, I fall victim to it. And I'm like, if I had a million plastic bins, I would have a great life Mm -hmm. like that could be. But maybe what I need to do is invest in maybe one or two, measure them to fit in a specific cabinet in my house and have it be where the attachments go. Now, just moments ago, you were like, you're a triple set. And so I don't sort of, I feel bad about introducing another thing that I might be an expert <laughs> Tell at. me, tell me, a quad um, thread, a by, quad thread. I need, I need to know. And by expert, I mean, briefly went crazy on another, had another mania hobby. And that mania hobby was, I was obsessed with creating the perfect travel go bag. Oh my like God. not a, I want to be clear, not a bug out bag, uh-huh. not a like, uh, not a bunker bag, which is what yeah. my partner was doing. Okay, I, I'm like, leave me with the snacks in the kitchen, and I'll die there. I don't, I don't have energy <laughs> to fend for myself in yes. this world. I'm a writer. I don't <laughs> like earrings become a currency. I'll be fine. But other than that, I'm not strong or fast. Leave me, please. <laughs> but so travel, travel bag, which became sort of like, what is the perfect dop kit? And then like, what are the perfect mm. containers to put in the dock kit? Because I was sick of, I always pack at like 2 a.m. Yep. No matter how hard I plan. I've like, I've been packing since four the last afternoon. I don't know what's happened. I've lost all time and space. I'm late to the airport. Like, I don't know what, you where the time no goes. no pants. There's only one sock. No. You're going like, or, but there's also like 60 pairs of underwear, but there are like no shirts. Yes. I'm with you. I'm the but worst But somehow packer. I also have. But somehow I also have three checklists. Like well, I'm checklist yes. person, but I'm apparently not using it. Yes. I, I don't know what's happening. It's truly, <laughs> it's truly a very sci-fi time in my life. I hear you. But I was like, something that might help is if I just have a tiny bottle of shampoo ready to go instead okay. of having to like put. Oh, who am I talking about? I don't use shampoo. I'm I'm a black woman. I mostly use conditioner. But the idea of I don't know who I was just there for a second. Wow. Um, <laughs> Your your code switching because I'm white. <laughs> you're, you're like she knows about shampoo. I'll she just say that. Shampoo. Yeah, exactly. I'll just Perfect. say that I don't want to make yeah. her feel weird. Yeah, no, no, I get. It. So you actually like you know, went a step ahead. I I did, and it did it did kind of help me with some of my sort of like rushing around problems for packing. But the place where I got stuck, and this is where my then partner had to be like it's gone too far. Mm. Like there's too many tiny containers. Like this is, this is crazy, actual crazy now, um, (laughs) was that I kept buying like in bulk, like a bunch of plastic containers to put, you know, to make travel size things for my full size things in, but I wouldn't vet them. And so I am very supportive of if you try to dabble in putting things in other things, if you try to become refill, you, you, you'll end up with so many weird bottles from Muji if you're not careful and it happened to me yes I I I, that's why I feel like the only way and I have to do this as an adult like I have to do the measurements and I have to just buy like I can't the thing that I would usually do is like let's just buy like a ton of stuff and just like see 
what happens. What happens? But like what I would need to do is be like, okay, I have a specific cabinet space and it can fit this length by this width Mm -hmm. and here are how many attachments I have. So here's how many spaces I would need. And then I would have to go on the hunt for one thing that could definitely work or come pretty fucking close. Mm -hmm. And that would have to Mm -hmm. be the end of it because you're right. Then you end up with a bunch of like plastic dividing bins Mm -hmm. and -hmm. nowhere to put them. I get it. I feel seen. You have to be so careful. Uh, yeah, but I really appreciate that because that is exactly my personality. Like, just like, let's just buy 60, you know, travel, like, mason mm-hmm. jar things and just, like, put things <laughs> right. in them. Like, what? how crazy could yes. that be? And then you're just like, okay, now I have, not only do I have a bag of rice from Costco, but I have seven mason jars full of rice. And this has not helped That's- the space <laughs> issue. I just have a rice cabinet. Yep. And you either do one or the other, right? You either buy in bulk and then you're like, these aren't quite right. But now I own a hundred of them. Yes. I own stock in them. What's right. happening? <laughs> or you find the perfect thing. You buy two of them. You're obsessed with the two of them. And then eight months later, when you finish the task, you go to find more and they don't make them anymore. And yeah. no one's ever heard of them. Yeah. We haven't seen those containers in 45 years. Yeah. Like, They've been so- dead for 85 years. <laughs> it's so true. You're right. Oh my God. They need to send, there needs to be a discontinued catalog that is just, everything that every company is planning on not coming out with and letting us know so we can buy it. Please. Please. Oh. My crops, they're withering. Please. Right, I, need exactly. to exactly. I need you to tell me. I need you to warn me. Exactly. I need, right. That's my prepper personality. That's my bunker mm-hmm. is the, all the discontinued items in bulk in my yes. underground layer in my basement. Jenna Fletcher of I This Is Yours. Relate. I love it. I this is this will not be the last time you come on the show. This will not be the last time we talk. We are we are simpatico now. Um you guys, like I said, I remind you in the middle of the episode, I'm reminding you now. If you go to thisisyours.com and you love these earrings, which I know you're going to, place an order now. Do not wait. It's September. You know, they're not take. you can put them with your immersion blender in your kitchen until it's time to wrap them for the holidays. But this is a one woman show. Give her a minute. Let her do her thing. If you order them now, if you order them in October, they'll be ready by December. But don't come crying to me. If you wait till December 10th and Jenna's like, I don't have time for you because I'm on team Jenna. So Jenna, thank you so much for coming. I am so happy we did this. The embalming was amazing. And now, and now we continue our friendship. Tell everybody where they can find you online and where they can shop your incredible jewelry. Uh, Yes. So you can find um, this is yours on Instagram uh, at this is yours. uh, This is, and then Y R S. And then the website is the same, www.thisisyours.com. Um, and I'm not going to link to the rest of my unhinged internet press because you'll find them. They're all, att- you know, the, you'll, you'll click the links. You'll find, you'll find my unhinged personal Instagram, but I'm not going to send you directly there. Yeah, because, get into your own K-hole, okay? Mm-hmm. Enter mm-hmm. at your own mm-hmm. risk. Enter at your own risk. And of yeah. course, today as the episode goes up, go to the Do Thanks Just Bought It pod Instagram. I'm going to put up a picture of these earrings. They are amazing. The packaging is also amazing. I have kept everything pristine, um, waiting for the time where I will unveil them uh, with this episode. Jenna, thank you so much for coming. I could not love you more, and I am very excited to have you part of this community. Thank you so much, Rachel.